Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey guys, Akil here. Today we're going to talk about the importance of knowing yourself, knowing your strengths, and knowing your weaknesses. And of course, having the ability to adjust and adapt so that you can put yourself in a profitable position. Now we are approaching my absolute favorite time of the year um, for a few reasons, not for necessarily an active trading reason, right? As we get to the end of November, this is essentially when I shut down my trading after Thanksgiving, we have December, which really doesn't really do much. And I kind of enter a continued education period where I spend about a month or six weeks reviewing, analyzing, learning, digging into new things, and essentially doing different tasks to uh, prepare for next year. Now, I haven't thought about what I want to do specifically this year yet, but I always do a trade review. I always try to improve on my personal trading style. I always try to dig into something new. Last year was volume, and I always try to get a little bit of testing done as well. So that is very fun for me, but it's not why it's my favorite time of the year. It is my favorite time of the year, specifically this year, because I am a sports nerd, as you guys know from listening to, what, 700 plus episodes of this podcast. And currently, we have the NFL going on. We have the NBA going on and we have the World Cup, right? And the U.S. is actually in the World Cup this year, which wasn't uh, the case four years ago, which has me even more excited, or I guess, well, would have me even more excited if we were in good form. And the form of the U.S. and what I'm, you know, kind of the topic of this podcast stems off of one of the major problems that we're seeing with U.S. soccer. And I'm not going to bore you to death with kind of soccer analysis and, and, and whatnot for the U.S., but the main problem that we have is our coach, right? And our coach has taken a philosophy that has said, hey, the system is going to be bigger than the team. Now, you see that a lot with clubs, right? You have your, your Manchester Cities or your Liverpools or your Barcelona's Real Madrid, right? They they play a certain way and, and they kind of match that way off of the manager, right? You The manager is the star and then the manager brings in players that fits the manager's system and they, they work it that way, right? Because players come and go. International football or international soccer is a little bit different because although you, you, you have a choice of your player pool, Typically, your player pool is what it is, right? You have the best players um, for your country. You can't just go get random people from random places. So when you have these different players coming in that you're choosing but not necessarily choosing, the job of a manager is to identify what skill sets these players have, create a system that fits those skill sets. That way you can have the best players on the pitch at the same time, which gives you the best chance of winning. So again, the problem that we're having here in the U.S. is this is kind of the, we can call it the golden age of U.S. soccer, where we have more team, we have more players, individual players playing at high level clubs at the um, across Europe and across the world 
than ever before, right? We have more players playing in the Champions League and even getting time in the Champions League than ever before, but we're seeing the same, if not worse, results when we try to bring them together and play as a team. And it's, it's directly related to our manager trying to say, hey, this is our system, this is how we play, but the players that we have don't actually play that way. It doesn't actually fit that skill set. And this is a problem with many traders as well. I told you I'd get back to trading because many traders have an idea of what they want to be, right? They want to do this. They want to do that um, for various reasons. They read about it in the book. They saw it on the internet. They watched it in the movie, but they want to be this type of trader because this is the preferred ideal way they'd like to trade. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? We always want to you know, look at what is our perfect life as far as bigger goals and what like that. What is the perfect thing we want to do? But we also have to understand that our perfect view of ourselves or what we want to do doesn't necessarily line up with reality. I see this with coaching track and field all the time where people want to run certain events and we'll have to tell them like, hey, like you're just better at a different event. And I'm sorry, you don't, you know, you want to run to 100, but you're just not fast enough. So we're going to put you in the four. And I know you hate it, but that's what your skill set is best suited for. We'll have someone that is maybe not great at any event, but it's like, hey, you can be a heptathlete or decathlete because, hey, you're not going to cut it as an open high jumper, an open long jumper, an open hurdler, but you can do good at this event because you're good at all these other things and that combines them. And I got a message from a trader over uh, or under a trading coach podcast episode that I put out that basically said, you know, he was thanking me for kind of, you know, reminding him that he's doing something wrong, right? He's had dreams of being a scalper, a, a, a day trader, but hasn't been able to have success with it and hasn't been been able to have success with it for various reasons. One, inconsistencies in his ability to trade, right? He's not able to kind of put aside the same amount of time on a consistent basis during the same days of the week in order to day trade. It's kind of like, hey, I kind of get into the market when I can, a little bit here, a little bit there, right? So there's no consistency in his results there. He also just, the speed of day trading, he's not at the skill level where you know, he's skilled enough to handle that speed where things are going too fast. And he's talking about making mistakes where he's like, yeah, I see the setup, but by the time I, I kind of go through my plan and I, I figure out how to take the setup, the setup is gone. And then of course I have an emotional reaction. So I enter late and then I get myself into trouble because I'm entering late and I'm, and I'm, and then I try to get revenge for it on the next trade, right? There, there's all type of elements. And after four years or five years of doing this, he's finally come to the conclusion that, hey, maybe I should try swing trading. It's not what I initially thought I would get into. It may not be my joy, right? Swing trading isn't necessarily as fun, if you want to use fun as, as day trading, right? There's a lot of action, a lot of, you know, candles jumping up and down. And depending on what you have on your screen, you got a, a level two or something on there. There's shiny boxes, you know, flicking red, flicking green, right? You don't get any of that stuff swing trading. I guess you do, but it's a lot slower and boring. Swing trading is more like, yeah, in four hours when this candle closes... I may only have four hours left before I can do something. So it's like eight hours before you can enter a trade, right? So it's not as active, not as exciting. But what it seems like is it seems like it fits this trader's lifestyle a little bit better. One, he doesn't necessarily have to worry about getting whipsawed to death due to the fundamental events, right? I mentioned that life has been hard as a day trade over the last 
five, six years because we've had some very volatile times in the market, right? We've gone through some, you know, just speaking on the U.S. side of things, but this is worldwide, right? So you can insert your own country's drama. But here in the U.S., we've gone through a high-profile election um, with having a high-profile president in house with President Trump and then the high profile election of him versus Biden and the, the the nation divided. We've had Brexit going on. We've had COVID, right? We've got the global economies crashing and burning with massive inflation right now. Um, there's been a lot going on. And because of that, there's been a lot of sporadic emotional movement. On the higher time frame, it doesn't necessarily affect you too much. Don't get me wrong. We're seeing some We've had some 200 pip days, which you know will affect the higher time frames. But in general, you know, when you see moves that are like random 50 pip pops, they don't really affect you in the higher time frame because by the time the dust settles, it, it, the market's kind of going back to where it used to. On a day trading perspective, man, that will kill you. That will take you out of a trade only to see that man, the trade would have ended up winning or that'll put you in a trade you weren't supposed to be in. It could be very dangerous. And we've seen that on a consistent basis again for the last what five six years it's been crazy so getting out of that kind of situation where he doesn't have to worry about kind of being whipsawed and doesn't have to constantly question himself of why did it do this why did it do that why did this happen why did that happen is going to be helpful for him putting himself in a position where hey i'm not randomly looking at charts kind of when i have free time i'm able to have a set organized schedule of, hey, I do my pre-market analysis now. I do my kind of peek back in the market, my reevaluation then. I do my final evaluation, my night, uh, you know, my overnight evaluation then. That's going to give him a lot more consistency in his trading. And of course, it's going to slow everything down, right? The trader has a plan of attack. Right? He knows what he wants to trade. He knows what he wants to execute it. The problem is the speed in which those um, opportunities come. By slowing that down, it should provide less missed trading opportunities. Less missed trading opportunities is going to help him with his issues of entering trades late, missing trades, looking for revenge and trying to get back into trades that he really shouldn't be in, but he got involved in because he missed the other one. So it's going to help on many different kind of planes of this guy's trading. And the thing that we have to ask ourselves is, is this, you know, what, what is our goal of trading, right? You know, yes, I believe in life. You you, you want to do things that ultimately make you happy. You know, the worst thing you can have is you can have a job that makes you angry and upset. Um, so then you're miserable every day. But there's a fine difference between hey, I would prefer to day trade, but swing trading just works better, right? Versus like hey, I absolutely hate swing trading and I feel awful and I, I look at the mirror and I want to throw up every day that I do it. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think if you're a trader, you just like trading. You just like the financial markets. You have a passion for it no matter what it is. You may have a preference where it's like, hey, I would prefer to day trade because I, I like it more, but I just can't. And that's a little bit of a sacrifice. It goes back to exactly what I told you about the, the track and field athletes that I coach. Hey, you may want to be a short sprinter, but you're not. But you can be a long sprinter on this team and still make an impact. And you're still on the team. And the most important thing is you get to compete in the sport. You get to be on the team. So think about that in your in your trading journey. If you're someone that is experienced already and maybe you're not getting the results that 
you'd like and you feel like you're kind of forcing a square peg into a round hole, maybe consider a, a different time frame, a, a different duration, maybe even a different market that may be helpful. And if you're a new trader, right, getting into this and maybe you haven't started trading yet, I would just say have an open mindset, right? You may want to do one thing. You may set up your, your perfect life and have this and this and this and this planned out. Don't, don't get discouraged if that, that first attempt doesn't work out the way you want and you have to try something different. Again, the goal is you want to be a successful trader because being a successful trader will lead to the other things that you ultimately want to achieve in life. So how you become a successful trader, well, I would say if it takes a little bit of sacrifice there, it's still worth it to achieve those things that you truly desire. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in working with us over at Tier 1 Trading and having some coaches and a great community of traders help you and hold your hand along that path of becoming a consistently profitable trader, just head over to the website, www.tier1trading.com. I recommend starting with the 14-day risk-free trial membership. It gives you 14 days on the platform. You can get a sense of how we coach, how we teach our philosophy on the market, our philosophy and wealth generation and wealth creation in general. And, um, you know, there's no kind of shady type of auto bill or anything like that. After 14 days, your membership is canceled. You just get kicked off. So www.tier1trading.com. See you there.